This is Millennially Speaking, a podcast about politics, pop culture, and everything in between. I'm David Latimer, and my co-host, as always, is Sherelle Boyer. Hello. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. This is the biggest news story this week, and it is about Governor Northam in Virginia. Yes. Um, he, for those who don't know, he's the Democratic governor of Virginia, and uh, somebody found from his uh, time at medical school back in the 80s on his yearbook page uh, a picture of two individuals. We don't know who they are, but a picture of someone in blackface and someone in a KKK robe. Now, not only that, but what added to it is that his explanation and apology afterwards was quite horrible, if I'm being honest. <laughs> he had, first he said he was not in the picture, then he said he was in the picture, then he said he wasn't, but that he has done blackface on another occasion in that time period. Yikes. So, I guess my question to you is, with all of the other... um senators and politicians and celebrities asking him to resign should he resign i honestly would say no and i know that sounds awful but we've all done things that were awful in the past and this is just one of those examples especially now like with millennials and us having technology they're always like be careful what you post but back then, be careful what you do, because everything you do will definitely, anything done in the dark comes to light. And this is just one of those situations. But, I mean, they elected him in and... Well, and a lot of people are saying that um, that's what's the biggest problem, is that he and all politicians are only accountable by their voters, which means they're only accountable every time an election comes up. Exactly. So, in this case, he can't be fired. He has to step down, or the people say at the next election. Yeah, like I said, it's just one of those things where it's just super weird and it's so sad that like your history does come back. Do I think you should be reelected? No. <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's like you've been caught but you're here now. You're in office. Why go through all this stress trying to get you to resign because of something that happened in the 80s? And blackface is 100% 110% wrong. So interestingly, I actually believe that he should resign. Now, generally in these kinds of cases where people bring up things from people's past, I don't. I I really hate when people will bring up things from people's past. Specifically, uh, the one that annoyed me recently was Kevin Hart and his previous homophobic tweets right. that made him quit hosting the Oscars. He has already addressed that. He has already apologized. And then they brought it back up again as if it was new information. Right. It wasn't. However... In this situation, yes, we should give forgiveness. Yes, we should um, move past things that happened in people's past. What got me was his horrible back and forth, not consistent story. All right. Which I understand. But like I said, Meghan Markle, she married the prince who dressed up as a Nazi and KKK members. And... I mean, they're doing okay. I mean, it's sad because it happened in the past. We're talking about something that happened in the 80s. Right. And. But other people are saying that had this happened in the 30s or 40s, like we get it. That was part of um, American pop culture. I mean, the very first talking picture, the very first movie with sound 
a big plot point of it involved a character in blackface. And we don't talk about that. And that's a really sad part of movie history. But it is. But this wasn't the 30s and 40s. This was the 80s. So we were all very aware that blackface was wrong. Blackface has always been wrong. But we became more aware of it in general society long before that. So I just don't like how it was handled. And I feel like if he had come out and just said, yes, I admit either he was in the picture or wasn't, but whatever, full 100% apologized and moved past it and not made two other statements, I feel like I could have moved past it, but that... I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, and I kind of agree with you, but at the same time, why go through all that stress of trying to kick him out of office, blah, blah, blah. He obviously had some points that a lot of people like to have him in office, so... I mean, we found out some dirty information. Every politician's dirty. That's true. They and, all have trash. And he has said that he has no intentions of resigning, uh, even though people have called on him to resign. Uh, so we'll see how this plays out. Um, history would tell us that he may end up being forced out, although with governorships, that might be a little different. Mm. Um, and that's the other thing is that I know several commentators have been saying Uh, The Democratic Party is really trying to make themselves the party of zero tolerance. Right. So that would be why Al Franken had to go when he, those pictures of sexual harassment came out that, you know, even if it's one of our own, we absolutely can't stand for it. And obviously that's a, a good policy to have, but the world is not black and white. The world does have gray areas. Right. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays itself out. Obviously not that blackface would be a gray area. Like that's right, an obvious that's... wrong thing. It's just how long for, for something like this, how long are you held accountable until it's, I have changed my views. I no longer do those things. I absolutely understand that that's wrong 30 years later. Cause we can't even understand that. Cause we're not even 30 years old yet. Exactly. So that's an entire <laughs> lifetime for us. So, I mean, what would I feel, you know, 30 years from now, what my opinions be? I can't even say what they would be. I understand. I blame his opponent for this. His opponent's campaign manager should have found this information, would have nipped it in the bud right then and there. That is some good opposition research right there. So I feel like I want to talk about something that I think a lot of people feel. Uh, We're talking about generalized pet peeves. Yes. So, yes. Sherelle, what are some of your pet peeves? <laughs> I'll try to keep it to a minimum because I have so many, mm-hmm. especially living in this heavily populated state. Mm-hmm. But driving, my number one pet peeve is when people do not turn on their turning signal. It is not an option. It is not there for decoration on your vehicle. It is there to let the peer, the person behind you to know that I'm making this left, so I'm just not stopping to brake check you or for the pure fun of it. I am stopping because I'm making a left. Um, or how about the people that hang out in the left lane all the time? That is the fast lane, especially when you're in a divided highway that's like four lanes across. And you're yes. just hanging out going exactly the speed limit or better yet, five below on the far left lane. Like that is not where you belong. In any state, it is you pass on the left and you stay to the right if you are not. Especially when you're doing like when you're driving on a long highway like 295, just going south, 
people stay like 50 is not fast get on out a of the way <laughs> that is not fast move <laughs> i get so frustrated i i don't generally have road rage but when i do it's because of things like that mm. so i will get very passionate and i will get very frustrated when i see people doing that i'm a different person behind the wheel oh same yeah absolutely just, it's a sin <laughs> what do you have my next one? Yes. You know I have a list of pet peeves. Oh my gosh, I have a running list. <laughs> this one actually might be number one. This one is number one. You ever have a conversation with someone? Conversation's going great. And then they hit you with the, so no offense, but I'm going to say something really offensive mm. right now. And I'm hoping that you trust me enough to not get offended. Oh my gosh. No <laughs> one has ever been okay with that ever ever Ooh, ooh, great one great what? one what anyone that ever tells me to calm down when you're heated I, when i'm heated <laughs> i am not gonna calm down i don't think anyone in the entire universe has ever calmed down by you telling me to calm down ever that is the definition of throwing flame or was it was it gas on the fire yes that's that right yeah you are fueling my hate <laughs> fire and i absolutely will get more mad i promise you that is it's definite have you ever been out with someone and it's not necessarily at home that it bothers me, but when I'm out and just loud chewing Ugh. and let your mouth open because I have some friends that I go out with and I'm not hinting towards you at all. Um, some friends, <laughs> some friends, names. wink, wink that I go out with. And it's like when we get comfortable, we'll just lose all sight of like our manners and it's just yeah so let me tell you and you're like oh my god so i would have to say my absolute 100 percent all-time biggest pet peeve i'm excited out of, out of oh all of gosh. them what is it is when people are passive aggressive so when they mm. beat around the bush when they talk under their breath when they say things and then don't just directly address the problem i agree always 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 be direct with me <laughs> And don't try to give me hints because I don't play games. Right. This isn't Where's Waldo a conversation. <laughs> this isn't uh, I'm not going to play a guessing game or how are you feeling today? Let's just find out. No. Right. Be direct with me or we're done. Like, I, I can't talk to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, then. Hear that, ladies? Mm. Be direct. Be direct. <laughs> Lastly, we're going to be talking about... For better or worse, one of the biggest impacts on American society and society as a whole. Here we go. Uh, Facebook is turning 15 years old this year, and Facebook's not really in a good spot right now. Facebook's that childhood friend that you guys were so close growing up, and then you hit college and you just stopped talking. But once in a while, you hit them up and you're like, hey, I'm back in my hometown. Want to grab some coffee? But I'm going back later and I don't want to talk to you for another four years. I have to be on Facebook because I use <laughs> the platform for things other than personal. Right. So I don't have a choice. Okay. But I would get off Facebook, I think, if I could. Um, because, and, and I've been on Facebook for 10 years now. I joined right. in May of 2009. Now here we are 10 years later. Right. I think same. Yeah. It has changed a lot since then. And... I get very frustrated 
by the changes that have happened. So I remember when I first joined in 2009, the reason I joined is because everybody was doing those online quizzes. And I was like, I want to see what that 70 show character I am. I agree. So I was like, let me do that. Also, let me like all these pages. I regret that to this day. Um, they all changed. Yes, they, they changed. changed. They became spam bots that, you know, cheated us and are now <laughs> sharing and spreading fake news and Russian propaganda. Preach. But yeah, I... I mean, Facebook has absolutely done some good. It has gotten people connected. There are people that, um, you know, I had a couple of old friends from, you know, middle school and elementary school that I hadn't seen in forever that we became Facebook friends. And now I know what's going on with them because right. when they left, it was prior to Facebook, prior to social media. All they left behind was a phone number. I wasn't going to hit them up on the phone. No. I was a kid and I wasn't going to hit them up now with their phone number. But now that I see their stuff going on you know on instagram and facebook i can you know be a part of their lives and understand like here's what i've done since i left and they can see what i've been doing since they left and it's kind of a cool thing to do that i have this thing about facebook that's like so evil and a blessing at the same time because with all your other you have twitter and instagram's a big one you don't upload what you're doing bad on instagram or twitter like you don't upload your worst picture on instagram you don't say, oh, like, you know, today was like a really bad day. Some people do on Twitter, but it's not that often. But Facebook, you can upload your best picture and then someone will tag you in your worst picture ever. And you're like, that's the real them. Oh, my gosh. Facebook is honestly it. It's like a pit, though, because it's like a pit of just all this different, all these different things. Like, it's people on there. I personally was proud to deactivate mine after the election that's right you and as of right now as of this taping you are not on facebook i am completely inactive from facebook and may i say i feel like the wrinkles on my face have maybe gone away gray hairs have disappeared honestly so the biggest thing for me and the biggest evil i find with facebook mm -hmm. is i mean beyond the did they influence the election with fake pages and stuff like obviously right. that's that's there but beyond bots and russian uh propaganda just for me personally it has become such a breeding ground for ugly and hate filled mm -hmm. whether it's politics or anything um, or race baiting or whatever it is it is just so ugly on there and the 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 fighting and the the constant need to prove a point of whether it's a political point or whatever it is of needing to be right yes. and it's so toxic facebook is very aggressive i feel like there's a lot of like a lot of people take all the aggression they've been holding in all day and throw it on facebook something bad happens when you go to cvs you're talking about it on facebook you're bashing cvs all this crazy stuff you get a bunch of likes on there and it gets some attention and then you have she's wrong she's right yeah, and that's that's one of the other big things that's come out of Facebook is, um, and this could have happened on any social media platform on YouTube, right. but specifically Facebook, you get these videos of halfway through some sort of confrontation or incident, and that then becomes gospel. I mean, time and time again, you see store confrontations or, um, you know some kind of police activity or something where you only catch part of it, right. and it then goes viral on Facebook. 
And we then take that as this is exactly what happened when that's only really the middle of the story. You're not going to start recording when the interaction starts because it's not interesting. But as soon as it gets, you know, heated, that's when we take out our phones and that's when we start viewing the video. Mm -hmm. We get on Facebook Live and it's it's a wrap. It's weird. You're bringing the world into your personal problems. Mm -hmm. And then you get upset because there's instances where people become a little famous off of these problems. And then now it's like, I just want to be left alone, blah, blah, blah. We weren't saying that when well, you the world in your home. Yeah, well, and a lot of times it's not even their consent that they're becoming famous because they're becoming infamous from something that Was, they didn't really sign up to be a part of. They just got viral on Facebook and they had no idea why. There is currently no formula for virality on the internet. Sorry. This is 100% true, but people are also making a lot of money off of that. I mean, if I could crack that code, I would absolutely... <laughs> drop everything and do just that but can't have it all so our last segment for the show is a new segment that we're calling micro assessments and basically what we're going to do is each of us are going to have one topic we're going to state our opinion on it the other gets a chance to either rebut or agree and we move on it's called hit it and quit it that's right. Nice and simple, <laughs> real easy. Uh, not a fight, not a a big uh, back and Debacle. forth. Just a real quick in and out. So, uh, I will start. Um, Super Bowl Fifty Three. It was a boring game. It was a boring vanilla halftime performance. Absolutely. Sweet victory was definitely was not a sweet victory. Um, I'm so disappointed in the uh, lack of a Spongebob cameo. That was garbage. Um, We did not ask for sicko mode. (laughs) And Tom Brady, six rings, whatever. I agree. All of that. All of that I agree with. (laughs) Thank God there was tequila to keep me alive because that was a very awful thing. That was the best part (laughs) of Sunday night. Yes, absolutely. Okay, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Do you know who Shia Bin Abraham Joseph is? No, I do not. That is the rapper 21 Savage. That's his real name. Thank God he has a new name. <laughs> so that stage a, name helped. A whole lot. So 21 Savage was actually just arrested arrested by ICE because he overstayed his 2005 visa. He is from England. Would never have guessed it. <laughs> no one could have. He has a complete American accent. If you Googled him prior to this happening, it said that he grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. He was born there. Yada, yada, yada. And we were given all this fake information. And instead of him hanging out in the streets, he was drinking tea and crumpets. <laughs> Do you agree with ICE arresting him, though? I mean, People get mad at ICE for doing their job. It is the immigration law, so I agree with it. I don't know. I mean, you can't give special treatment just because he's a celebrity or because that wouldn't be fair to other people that get deported for overstaying visas. Obviously, he doesn't pose any kind of threat, so he doesn't need to be immediately deported. But whatever we need to do to get him either a renewed visa or whatever, we need to fix these laws. I don't know, but... (laughs) That's that. So you think that he should just leave i mean he should have been arrested because they're just following the law pretty much that's Eh, i dig it i mean like i said it is that like bias thing where you're just like but he's a celebrity like i sing his songs but we're all humans yeah in honor of black history month each week in the month of february we're going to end with a quote from a prominent civil rights activist 
Hate is too great a burden to bear. It injures the hater more than it injures the hated. Coretta Scott King. And that's all for this edition of Millennially Speaking. I'm David Latimer. And I'm Sherelle Boyer. You can find us on Instagram at millennially underscore speaking and send us your comments or questions to millenniallyspeaking at gmail.com. That's M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L-L-Y speaking at gmail.com. We may even put them on the air. We'll be back next week. <laughs>